it was always part of the plan to put a brewery in, but for many years it, it was just a plan. It's 100% acquisition of Green Beacon. No, we had a chat with everybody. Anyone would have seen this coming a mile away. It's the passion and the, the dedication to beer and brewing. Oh, yeah. That's super simple and direct question. It's always fun to get to speak about beer. And that's just what we're here to do, talk about beer and the brewing industry and have a conversation with the people who make the industry what it is and see what we can learn from them. I'm Brews News Editor Matt Kirkegaard and this week we meet Sherry Dill, Lead Production Brewer at Capital Brewing Company and ACT State Coordinator of the Pink Boot Society. Sherry has just appeared as the face of the first episode of a new beer education series created by Capital Brewing and I was interested in finding out a little bit more about her and her background and career progress towards her recent appointment as Capital's lead production brewer. As you'll hear, it's what could be described as a non-traditional career path for a brewer, but it also highlights how much the industry is changing. It also gives Sherry some interesting insights into the industry and how brewing needs to change and adapt to a changing market. It's a fun chat, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did. Sherry Dill, welcome to Beer as a Conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I did just uh, tell you a little bit off mic that I do try and do a little bit of uh, research and, you know, generally you turn up some interesting bits and pieces, but you are a blank canvas. So (laughs) I'm going to throw to you with the very uh, basic of basic questions by saying, who is Sherry Dill? Oh, no one's ever asked me that before. Um... I uh, well clearly you've never seen my Instagram. <laughs> That's I have one that been... usually comes up. I uh, usually okay. yeah, mine um mine is uh my brew sense on um on Instagram. That's the handle. I it's sort of like my two cents. You know, it's very clever because it's about beer. You know, the pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I actually I started that like probably oh, God more than five years ago. It was it was before I started working at Capital Brewing, and um. And so, yeah, I started making these like sort of connections in the beer community and just started, um, you know, following anyone who was even remotely connected to to beer, um, you know, in in Canberra or in my hometown, which is um, over in North Carolina. And uh, and yeah, ended up at uh, Capital Brewing Company and started in a tap room, weaseled my way into the production team. And um, here we are as the um, the latest promotion is the, the lead brewer position. And congratulations on on that, you. and uh, and you've also got your own, not podcast, but beer, uh, beer video series. Yes, yeah. That now look, I can take absolutely zero credit for that because that is all Harry Chalker. He's our um, our local media guy. Um, so he that was his brainchild, and it's it's such a like genius series. It's um, basically just the premises, um, the basics of, of beer and, and we'll just go through it as a series, um, talking about, uh, in, in these like one minute, really, really digestible pieces, um, just different aspects of, of brewing. So I guess sort of the, the, the fundamental timeline of how a beer goes from this to this, um, is what's the first episode out. And we might come back and, and talk a little bit uh, more about that because I, I, I love the idea for the series. It's one of the things I don't think the industry has done enough for. But let, let's let, let's go back a little bit to you gave a very quick overview. It, it, it doesn't sound like it's the conventional route into the, the, the brewing world. And again, one of the few um, non-Instagram 
things I found about you is actually a, a LinkedIn page that talks about you as a teacher and you were just uh, you were a newly admitted MBA candidate uh, for mm. an MBA uh, when, when you were <laughs> last updated your, your LinkedIn profile that I gather was some time ago. Oh yeah, that is that is a, a quite an outdated profile at this time. <laughs> yeah, um, I I had done a, a business degree um, in undergrad, and so kind of following that path, I actually moved to Spain for three years. So I I did a double degree in business and Spanish, um, thinking that you know being bilingual, that would help me in the business world and blah, blah, blah. So I moved to Spain and taught English um, as a second language for um, about three and a half years. Um, and then when that ran its course, I moved back home and I was at this loose end and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? So I um, applied to a MBA program and at the precipice of spending, you know, 90 grand on this degree that I didn't really know what I wanted to do with, I moved to Australia instead. <laughs> and um, yeah, started working. So I, I'm at Capital Brewing Company here in Canberra. Um, but is I, that where you started? Because clearly yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, 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 uh, did you move to Australia to, to teach? Um, no, not to teach. Um, again, yeah, very much at a loose end. I, I think at that point I did know I wanted to do something in beer. Um, I just didn't really know how to make that happen. <laughs> well, let's step back. How, how did you get into beer? You, 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 from, um, you, you studied in North Carolina, which is a very famous uh, beer community. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, so North Carolina, for those who aren't familiar, has amazing beer, really good beer. Um, Asheville, North Carolina, over the mountains. Oh, chef's kiss. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of the, the craft beer scene there, um, especially at the time. I'm aging myself a little bit here, but it's probably about 12, 12 years ago. Um, I was newly of, of drinking age. And, um, and you know, when you, you become uh, an adult and you start to um, see your parents more as, as friends than as as parents, um, you know, you start to actually go to the pub with your dad. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I've said this before, but I, I blame my craft beer obsession with uh, like on, on my dad, um, for sure. He's, he's sort of like, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to have a vice or if you're going to consume something bad or <laughs> whatever, it's got to be, it's got to be worth it, right? You know, so um, yeah, it's, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, good craft beer is, uh, and barbecue, of course, uh, being oh, yeah. Carolina as well. So beer and barbecue, which <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah, can't go anywhere without it. So yeah, so it started with my dad just um, getting into beer, and then um, oh yeah, and at the time, Untapped, like we both got an Untapped profile, and we're checking in all our beers and reviewing and. Um, and uh, that sort of led to the Instagram and that sort of led to capital, really. So you, your love for craft beer came from your dad and uh, being in a, in a very good craft beer um, place. Yes. What was your initial, when you, you were studying business, what was your initial plan uh, for a career that clearly wasn't beer? That's a really good question. I had gone down this sort of teaching path, but that was really a vehicle to... Um, to maintain Spanish abilities. Um, and I think, I mean, I think that's really what led me to the 
the brewing path because I, I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't have a plan. I just had, uh, I just had a, a degree and was at the precipice of this, um, of this MBA and just thinking, you know, am I, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to invest all this time and money and effort into something that I don't, I don't even really know what I'm going to use it for. And, uh, so I, I just didn't, I just didn't go down that path. I also just, you know, thought it would be really cool to, to work in beer. And, um, I think that's really what, what led to, led to this because I, I, I just, I didn't have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting pivot though, um, because, you know, business with a major in Spanish living in Spain, um, it, it, it sounds like you had some vague idea of where you were headed or at least where your interests lie. Um, you know, quite often we see people go from science backgrounds or even computer backgrounds yeah. into brewing because there is a certain overlap of skills or interests. But yours sound very much outside yeah. of anything to do with fermentation. Oh, absolutely. So when when I uh, embarked on this sort of more learning part of it, um, it's... Uh, it, it was all brand new. Like I, I don't have a, you know, any sort of chemistry background or any sort of sciencey background at all. Um, but that being said, so, you know, there's a lot of on the, on the job learning. Um, I also did the, um, brewing certificate in with IBD. Um, we'll hopefully get the diploma done in the next year or so. Um, and yeah, so that was all new and, you know, shiny and exciting. But um, what comes along with that is sort of the um, the businessy side of things, which um, with this new position, I've, I've been sitting in on these meetings of just getting things like um, as efficient as possible and saving time here and saving money there and and just really, really like doing the best possible job we can do and streamlining everything. And that, I think, to me is really interesting. And I really love the numbers in that way um, and just make sh- making sure everything's just like as perfect as it can be. Um, yeah, with the same same resources, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And look, these are the stories that fascinate me because you know one of the things that the industry is grappling with is attracting people to the industry. It, 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 to to some demographics, it's highly attractive. But obviously, as a young woman, um, which is one of the things that we constantly hear, the industry um, needs more of, uh, yeah. and we absolutely do. It's it, it's interesting that you've come from it really from the sound of it outside anything other than being somebody who enjoys drinking a beer. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. But how does the, how I I, I equate it to, you know, gee, I I love eating, but I don't (laughs) know that I ever want to be a chef. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, if we want to go like way, way, way back, um, pre-teaching um all my experience was like service industry um and that's something that i really i really enjoy and and in particular when i started at at capital um one of the things i absolutely loved was even on like a bustling friday night um god a, a, a pint of beer just seemed to be like the great equalizer like we you just would have all different kinds of people. You know, if you think about like a Friday night at a pub, you'd you'd expect to see like two or three different kinds of people, but it was just everyone, families and, uh, you know, families with dogs and their kids and they're trying a, you know, 
beers, not kids, but the adults, the parents, um, <laughs> you know, young couples and, and um, older couples and people who were obviously, um, you know, tourists from a different country and um, Americans who would wander in and try to tip you with cash. And you'd be like, no, that's not a thing here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just all different kinds of people. And that just warmed my heart. It was like, oh, we can, you know, bring all of these people together and take care of them and make sure they're happy um, and and make their night, really. Um, that's, to me, just like what it's all about. But again, with the background in business, you could have gone into the hospitality side of the business and, 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 and ensured that people coming into a venue had a great experience um, yeah. or you could have even gone into you know some of the sales roles um, or marketing roles for craft breweries but you've gone into the the very highly technical uh, part of it that just from the the, the little that we've talked about about your background um, seems to be quite a marked change what yeah. was it about the brewing that um, fired your imagination yeah well two things to say there is I, I did start um, in the hospitality side of it, um, and that I really, really enjoyed. Um, I think after a certain amount of time, I realized that it's it's a little more of a young young man's game. It's it's just kind of um, young person's game, rather. It's you know the the really really late nights, the odd schedules that change um, all the time. And so I think I wanted something a little bit more stable. But um, I I. Another thing is I just, you know, I love the challenge. I love the challenge of it and just doing something entirely, entirely new and um, which presents like a whole world of of learning, really, like just all of it was entirely new, like, uh, you know, and, and like you said, the, the technical aspect of it and like uh, I couldn't even at the time really tell you what fermentation was. Like I knew that was sort of produced alcohol, but I didn't, you know, had no idea Um and I think that was super exciting. I was starting from from zero, from dot. And, and it, that's fantastic. You know, I guess one of the things that fascinates me is it's trying to learn. You know, somebody who works a lot in the industry understanding that motivation because maybe we can bottle it or replicate it to yeah. To, yeah. to to make beer more appealing to more people. Yeah, definitely. What brought you to Australia? Um, again, you'd been to Spain and Australia was part of an adventure. Yeah. So actually, when I was in college or university, um, there was one semester where I, I like volunteered for a like mentor program. Um, and so uh, I guess we had sort of a sister school sort of thing going on with, um, with uh, UC. And um, yeah, so there was like something like... I don't know, 35 um, incoming international students and like more than half were Australian. So uh, it was it was overwhelmingly an Australian group of incoming students. And so I just I just made a, a large group of Australian friends at the time. And um, after they after the semester was over and everyone went home, um, we saw each other um, a few times while traveling and um, after a while, everyone, you know, sort of annoys you and, and says, hey, come to Australia. Come to Australia. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so that's that, that's how I landed here. Australians yeah. are like that. We uh, like the validation of having people <laughs> move here. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> 
So did you come with the intention formed that beer was the way forward or was your future still uncertain when you landed in Australia? It was pretty uncertain. Um, I didn't have a, a solid plan, but that was the plan. So um, I landed, um, I think I got my RSA uh, straight away. Um, and I um, just, uh, I knew actually at the time, I knew there was just Ben Spoke and Canberra, uh, sorry, in, um, Capital in Canberra. <laughs> so um, it was, it was going to be one of the two. And um, I sort of were, I was stalking them as it were um, on a, uh, on on socials and just kind of really really looking for opportunities to get my my foot in the door um and just just so happened i mean i i don't know how much luck played into it or or what but um yeah ended up working um nights and weekends behind the bar and um i think that was just sort of the start of of like realizing that you really just have to kind of keep tapping on shoulders and keep asking for the for the for the next thing that you that you want which is often something that we hear you know, when, when you hear about the differences between the way men approach a career and a women uh, approach a career, women often don't ask for those opportunities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that um, that's certainly something that um, happened with me. I, I was in the tap room for a long time and um, it's it's hard to make that leap. Um, it, it always is, um, but asking for it. And, and I kind of had this aha moment where I think I mentioned it to one of the brewers that, um, you know, how can I, how can I get up there? Like, what, what can I, what can I do to, to like really convert this, <laughs> this next career move? And, um, he looked at me with this, these, like, I don't know, like deer in headlight eyes. He was like, wait, you, what you want to, you want to be in the production team? Like he had no idea. And I think that was, like I said, a light bulb moment where I was like, oh, I really, really need to make this stuff known. Like you have to voice it, you have to ask for it. And, um, and keep asking for it if you, you know, if if people are umming and ahhing. Um, just just keep going for it. <laughs> you, just, you have to. So what was, uh, I'm just trying to get a timeline. How, so how long ago was that that you first made the switch from behind the bar to, and I'm presuming it wasn't straight to the mash tun? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I transitioned over into the packaging team. Um, and that was probably just under three years ago. So it, it sounds like you've made a fairly quick progression. Yeah, so it was about about a year and a half in, in packaging, and then I've been on this um, I've been on the brew team for about a year and a half. And how have you found? Obviously, now you're the lead brewer uh, at, at Capital, which is a senior role. But how have you found the the, the, the transition in, into brewing? Because you know, brewing is about precision as much as it's about art and artistry and creativity. It is replicability and precision and cleaning and all of the things that a lot of people don't picture (laughs) when, when, when they first picture brewing, particularly craft brewing. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, I think one thing to note is capital is, is sort of a big enough brewery that we they had a lot of these existing systems in place, um, really really well established record keeping. Which I mean, that's like I people always say brewing's like ninety percent cleaning and ten percent brewing, but I would I would adjust that. I'd say it's maybe like you know seventy five percent cleaning, twenty four percent record keeping, <laughs> and then one percent because because you're right, it has to be re- replicable. Um, you've got to you've got to know 
you know, you've got to be able to look back and see what you did right and what you did wrong and what you could change. And like, you just, <laughs> the record keeping is so important. And, um, and yeah, so they already had those systems in place and, um, I don't know, uh, routines for, for cleaning and all that stuff. Um, so I think I just had a, I learned from a really, really good team. Um, and so that definitely, definitely makes things a lot easier. <laughs> And how about the science? Because it is, it, it's, it, I'm a humanities student. I did English, I did history, I did all of the things that didn't involve numbers. And, um, you know, I, I forced myself to learn basic chemistry just to understand the brewing process. But it's still, I, I equate it to when you uh, speak in a foreign language and, and you, you have to sound the words out in your native tongue before yeah. you can do the conversion. And it's always going to be a second language to me. How have you found the, you know, all that comes with doing your IBD studies, for example? Yeah. Well, I think in particular, the IBD study, it helped that I had a couple months of, of brewing under my belt just as a bit of context, because I, I, there was a lot of equipment, um, a lot of a, a lot of chemicals that the IBD goes into, and I it might have just gone straight over my head if I'd had no like zero experience. Um, but I'm 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 like you. I I think <laughs> um, my my dad will probably listen to this. So sorry, dad. But like, yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a D in chemistry. Hi, dad. School. <laughs> and, uh, so it's not it's not my bag. But I you know it's sort of the the kind of thing where if if um this suddenly is an interest to you, um, you'll put a, a bit more work into it, but you're right. It's like, a, it's like another language. You, you gotta really, you gotta work for it, you know, <laughs> just really, really learn. And, and I did, so it was a bit of a combo. It was learning on the job and also, um, bit of, bit of book learning. So what is brewing to you? Again, I, you know, having watched the brewing industry for more than 20 years, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, we, we had a lot of um, scientists and people with science backgrounds discovering they had one set of interests already, but then they fell in love with the product and thought, hey, I can do this. Um, it, it, it sounds like you're just your experience with brewing is very, very different from a lot of the brewers that I've spoken to in the past. So what what is brewing to you? How, how do you summarize brewing? My experience has been the opposite, where I there's this thing that I loved, and I also just love um, the 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 culture of it. Like I I just adore like um, the atmosphere of a brewery because it's um it's it's the artistry of it. It's it's sort of something that you're not gonna. Um, it sort of demands respect, you know, like this, you know, here's this thing that we worked really, really hard on. We've been perfecting this recipe, you know, for months and, and it sort of demands respect in that way. But it's also just like such a casual atmosphere. It's, you know, where else can you enjoy a delicious adult beverage with your dog and with your kids and in such a, you know, like on, on the lawn, on a sunny Sunday afternoon like it's just it's just I love that atmosphere so that's kind of what I fell in love with and then on the river I guess I reverse engineered that and and realized like okay well I have to delve into the chemistry and the the maybe by some accounts the like boring parts of it um in order to make that happen um and I'm okay with that that's uh that's sort of just a um a hurdle you have to jump over and also a big fan of like you know lifelong learning and just 
that's uh, so that's how it it all came to be. But what is brewing? What is brewing? I, I guess to me, there are um, sort of two types of brewing, and uh, I won't argue for or against either one. But one would be brewing for the people and trying to to brew what um, what you think people are going to like and what's going to bring people in the door and what's going to please people and 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 um, give them the the happy evening out that they're looking for. Um, or you can brew the things that you want, or you can always be trying to chase that new thing, um, or push the boundaries of what, what is beer. Um, and, and sometimes, um, you know, when you are dumping, I don't know, lactose into your beer or (laughs) like fruit purees or, or, or whatever it is, and you're just thinking to yourself, what, how many thousands of years of, um, trial and error <laughs> have we as humanity gone through to get beer to this point where I'm putting, you know, lactose sugar in my, in my ale. <laughs> um, and, and like, so you have, you know, someone who's trying to please everyone and someone who's trying to chase that new thing. And I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to argue for or against either one. I, I think ideally you get to do a bit of both or you get to play around with a bit of both. Um, and that's kind of the sweet spot. And how about beer culture? I, I was fascinated to hear that you love beer culture because, you know, the industry has had to do a lot of soul searching, um, yeah. you know, a, about itself. But then also we constantly hear that beer is less and less relevant to adult drinkers and, and, and they're going to other categories. What was it about beer culture that, it, that excited you and enthused you and made you want to be part of it? Yeah, you're right. It is uh, a changing world, um, and you're and you're right. We've had to do a lot of soul searching and decide what we're what we're okay with and what we're gonna, you know, um, uh, not be okay with. Um, beer culture. I like I said. I just i I just like the idea of having. Um, I, I think I think it's more around for me like the the consumption of alcohol it it feels much more thoughtful and mindful than you know a a a dark pub where you're drinking the same pint over and over again sort of the this um this is a sort of very uh generalized stereotypical image but if you think of like a dark you know Mm. pub with largely men um to be honest uh largely men inside who um are drinking the same um, ale, whatever it is, VB or Coors or Budweiser, whatever it is, um, wherever it is, it's, you know, largely men. And I think that craft beer kind of changed that. Like I said, I feel like craft beer, uh, the, the idea of a brewery where you, you know, um, it's, it's less about just getting as many of the same pint of beer. It's about trying something new. It's about, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, um, gastronomic <laughs> experience mm. like you i mean how many people do you know go to the, go to a craft a new craft beer place and drink three of the same drinks in, in a row i mean that never happens you know it's always yeah. about trying something new and bringing your friends with you and it's so it's so much more social and um and yeah it's, it, and it's it's I mean it's lovely to hear you say that because again the thing that I fell in love with beer and wanted to share was exactly that and it was the drink less 
um, yes. but yeah. drink better. It was, you know, it was a product that, and, and I don't mean this in a snobbish way, but you had to step up to because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I genuinely think a lot of the problems caused with alcohol are because we diminish alcohol and we don't see it as being something that should be at least some degree of challenge or some degree of elevation um which is one of the reasons i'm you know critical of a product like hard solo because you're weaponizing a soft drink it doesn't add any sophistication or value to it it doesn't it's not a social drink it's a drink that is purely making alcohol as easy as possible to consume exactly yeah 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 um and and you know you're describing um you know a, a craft beer culture that i fell in love with but you know, perhaps through a jaundiced eye, had stopped seeing quite as much. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and you know, there's there's always sort of this element of of um, of gatekeeping, right? You know, like, well, maybe the um, the wives and the girlfriends can come, um, but we've got wine, you know, as well, <laughs> them or you know, like, um, or but it's but certainly the the boys who are making it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like um, it's sort of just this trudging toward a, a changing, <laughs> the changing face of a, a brewer, you know. Yeah, but again, I, I find it love as a, as a father of two adult, uh, you know, impressive adult women. Uh, you know, it's nice to hear that you, you know, consumed beer with your father, you know, and, and you found your joy of craft beer with your father. Yeah, definitely. Are they beer drinkers? No, no. Uh, my eldest daughter uh, did mule some beers back from Japan for me, um, <laughs> which was very nice. She's, uh, but she's not much of a drinker. My younger one uh, is much more into cocktails and things like that. So yeah. I'm still working on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just interest, out of interest, do you have brothers or, you know, what was the, the, the dynamic that saw you drinking beer with your dad? Um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I don't have any brothers. I've got one older sister. Um, who does she drink beer? No, no. <laughs> yeah, um, she's definitely a, a cocktails and, and wine drinker um, with my mom. Uh, but I will say, like, we're we're very close family. Like, my my parents are my best friends, so um, it sort of gradually uh, it it um, it followed reason that like eventually we'd be you know sitting sitting on a porch together, just having a having a drink as the sun went down, um, kind of thing. A bonding, bonding moment. <laughs> One of the things that as soon as I saw, um, you know, beer and barbecue, as, as we talked about, mm. even as a, you know, 53-year-old white man and, you know, the, the, the classic, the world is mine, there are pockets, you know, significant pockets of the, the, the beer community where, you know, I don't have tattoos, I don't have a beard, I've got yeah. short uh, hair and you turn up and I don't feel that this is my community um, yeah. because, you know, because no one looks like me either. What's your experience been, um, you know, coming from Carolina and then to Australia in, in terms of have you found that the beer community has reflected you or have you found yourself in the beer community? Yeah, um, that is a great question. I, I think that... Um, we have like with the tattoos, maybe a, um, a a big beard or long hair or um, X Y Z. We have this image of what a what a brewer is, <laughs> and um, I didn't see that as much when I moved to Australia. I saw it a lot back home, um, and 
uh, when I, when I moved here, I mean, you know, you, you don't, I think in particular, like joining the production team, like I, I wanted to, I wanted to see myself on the, on, on this, in, on this side of things, you know? Um, and, uh, I remember even like my, my dad asking me or, or making the comment that he, he was like, oh, I'm sure you guys, um, you know, you work with a lot of, um, you know, guys, tattooed guys with big beer guts and, you know, sm- cigarette smokers. And I was like, <laughs> actually, no, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's a varied group. I mean, you definitely have the, the tattooed guys, but, um, like, you know, people who, who will, uh, go bouldering together and, and like, um, I don't know, socialize outside of work. And, and it's just, it's, it's a nice, like diverse, well, I don't want to say diverse, but it's, it's a, it's a varied group. Um, and, um, you know, I think most of us have tattoos, but, but not all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and not that that's a, that, not that that's a thing, but again, you know, having had a lot of these discussions in, in our own office and then more broadly with the community. Yeah sometimes you do have to be out of, you know, in, in that situation where suddenly you realize, hold on, I'm not reflected here to, to, to understand just, you know, how it is all the time for, for other people in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We now have, um, like a, um, so there's six, six of us on the brew team currently. And, um, we've, we've got one Australian, um, Oddly enough, it just it just <laughs> just happened that way. But um, yes, yeah, so we've got one um, South African. Wade is from um, from San Diego, um, and uh, Julia I mentioned um, she went to the Indies before. Um, she uh, is from Spain. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, and and Kel is um, is from Canada, and I'm obviously from East Coast, North Carolina. And I can just see we've all just got like really, really such different experiences. Um, uh, from what we know of, like as our hometown, our first experience, our first exposure to um, the brewery scene and what a brewer is and who a brewer is, and and bringing that into all those different ideas into capital and forming this, you know, mishmash of um, of a I don't know entirely new face, I guess. <laughs> and but obviously you're uh, very involved in Pink Boots in in Canberra and more broadly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as of, I think April, uh, March or April, I became the Pink Boots ACT, ACT state coordinator. Um, if you can call it a, a state <laughs> as such. What's your involvement there and, and, and what have you seen, uh, that that's managed to achieve or, or, or that's done to, you know, change the face of brewing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it's really, really encouraging to see, um, just the outreach. And I think that's a, a really big part of it is just, Hey, we put on a couple events a year. We've got a couple brew days a year. Um, anyone can come and something actually, I think this was a product of, um, of COVID and lockdowns and such. Um, we, uh, or pink boots rather extended, um, that membership, not just to brewing, um, but to, um, women in distilling, and women in winemaking. Um, so that's been really, like, really, really cool to see. So now we can kind of, like, go and visit um, a winery or have winery workers come. Um, for example, we had um, the Brew Day 
this year at Benspoke. Um, and uh, we had a couple winemakers there just to come and see like what, <laughs> how the other half lives, um, you know, and, and that's really, really heartening to see. And yeah, just, just the outreach, honestly. And, and they're always, always working to, um, uh, give out scholarships and send people to, to BrewCon or the Indies or Pathways to Judging. Or, there's a lot, a lot of really, really valuable resources available. And it's, it's, it's so, so accessible. I think, um, I think it's like $22 a year membership. Um, it's, it's honestly just like, why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you could change anything about the industry or several things about the industry to make it more appealing and to make it, you know, again, to, to, to make people want to come into it to increase diversity, what changes would you make? Yeah, um, I, I think there are a lot of things like as, um, as, a, as a woman myself, um, or, you know, as someone else who might be a person of color or um, a non-binary person or um, all these other different perspectives, um, there are a lot of things that we see that maybe, um, you know, the the very established career brewers in already in the industry don't see. And they, they're they just kind of blind to it. And that's not to say that they're at all, you know, malicious or gatekeeping. Um, some of them might be, but... Um, a lot of them are probably just just blind to it. Um, and I would say like overall, um, I mean, just off the top of my head, the overall kind As of- As I said, I, was, I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> it's okay. And, 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 and these are hard things to also say, because as you said, people may just be blind to some of the things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, so things like um, just accessibility, and I mean that in like the most literal sense, like- um, you know, uh, ramps and stairways and I don't know, um, like gender neutral bathrooms and like things that like you may or may not have, um, or, you know, like, I don't know, um, uh, malt bags come in 25 kilo increments, but they don't have to, they could come in 20 kilos or they could come in 15 or something a bit more like doable. Um, but you know, for now, you you sort of just have to like battle with these things or um you know like like i have to um i had to kind of tap on a couple shoulders and say can we get a, like some step stools <laughs> so i can <laughs> having to ask the boys for help <laughs> stuff like that um yeah i think i think those i mean that's a really like literal example but that that accessibility is just so so important if you are a non-binary person and you come to this new job and you're really excited about it and then you go to go to the bathroom and you're like well uh what do i do here that's you know a, a barrier to entry that um a lot of people i mean i probably wouldn't even have seen that um a lot of people wouldn't see that so mm. that sort of accessibility is just super super important to make this job make this career available to people now, one of the things that you are doing um, that, that's very visible is, as we talked about right at the beginning of the podcast, the new, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's an Instagram uh, video, just a, a series of one minute videos about the beer process. Tell us about those. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're doing a bit of a like um, basics of beer kind of thing. Um, I'll have to shout out Harry Chalker, our, our media guy here in Canberra, because um, that was his brainchild. Um 
he's sort of spearheading that whole thing. And um, yeah, so it's it's going to be a series of videos um, uh, going through, taking you through the basics of beer. So the first one that came out um, was uh, featured your, yours truly. Um, was sort of the, the fundamentals taking you from the very start, like milling in a beer and going through like the very generic uh, process um, all the way to uh, how a beer gets into your pint glass. So I talked about um, the brewing process. Like I said, it's or sorry, like you said, it was um, a one minute video. So the idea really is to get these sort of really like bite sized pieces, really, really digestible, easy to understand and so it just gives you an idea, um, gives the, the layman an idea of, of what actually goes into uh, the, the pint that you're drinking. And are you hosting all of them or were you just the, the host for the first one? Just the first one. Um, and so we'll, we'll take you through, uh, like I said, the brewing process. We'll, we'll go through all the raw ingredients. So we'll talk about hops. We'll talk about water. We'll talk about yeast. We'll talk about malt. Um, I think someone will talk about adjuncts. So these are all going to be different videos and they're all going to feature different, um, different members of the brew team, different members of the production team. And, uh, then we'll take you to, um, packaging, which I also find really interesting. Um, and, uh, I, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be something about tap room and, uh, and the fun things that go on there. <laughs> well, that, that's uh, again. That, that's a shame because uh, when, when I watched it, uh, I, I thought you were the perfect face, not oh, only for Capital but for, for beer education, and you were very confident and uh, you know, a, a great host. So, uh, um, who else is going to be hosting them uh, in addition to yourself? Uh, well, it'll be all members of the brew team. Um, we'll we'll definitely get someone uh, to talk about our B Corp status and sort of um, all the things we're doing to. Um, keep, you know, uh, CO2 and water usage down, um, energy usage down, um, and, uh, and then someone to talk about packaging. Um, but you will see me, I will feature in, in the hops episode, um, to, to be, Wonderful. to be determined. If you're not going to be the, uh, you know, public face of all of the capital, uh, episodes, what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, um, <laughs> this, uh, current position I'm in is, um, is, uh, still very new so um we'll be we'll be working on that but um hopefully i don't know uh hopefully working on some new projects um we've uh we've got a relatively new pilot system in at capital um so we've got the big setup which does about um i don't know 2800 liters at a time um like per per turn of the brew house and uh so the pilot system does about 300 liters so it's just a, a really good opportunity for us to kind of flex those creative um, recipe writing muscles. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully we'll be able to um, potentially get in some some more collaborations with some, um, some with some local talent, some um, breweries around uh, Canberra. But um, yeah, so so really really focusing my energies like. Um, you know, a mile deep, kind of just um, <laughs> here at uh, here at Capital in the team. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sherry, Dill, thank you for this conversation. It's been fascinating to hear again a, a very uh, non-traditional journey into beer, and also some really uh, great insights uh, in into the industry. So, thank you for uh, being part of this conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me. And that was Sherry Dill. There's a link to Capital's Beer Basic series in the show notes, the first episode, of course, starring Sherry. If you work in the brewing industry and are listening to this, you're not alone. 
Our listener feedback is that Radio Brews News is where the brewing industry and decision makers turn for their insights and analysis, and so it's a perfect audience for you to reach with your message as well. Now, more than ever, you should be investing your marketing spend in media that gets results and is heard. Just ask businesses such as Rallings and Bluestone Yeast about the reach and impact of our podcast advertising and have a little bit of that magic sprinkled on your product. Shoot through an email to sam at brewsnews.com.au to find out how you can advertise. We'll be back this Friday with Brews News Week with all of the insight and analysis of the last seven days of brewing industry news. Thanks for listening. <laughs>